Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets, but in these last days he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. And that is Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Bridge Radio, and we are coming at you from the great state of Texas. I am your host, A.W. Varilla, and in front of me, it's just Steve. Wait, wait, wait. Where's Joey? <laughs> Where's Joey? Joey, where are you, bro? Uh, he's out today, so the president is going to be hanging out with us uh, today. for How the are you doing all? <laughs> it's good to be with you. Yeah. So what's 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 happening, Steve? The The world is still on fire. <laughs> it is, yeah. It's, it's sad. It's uh it's uh, showing again its its need for renewal and redemption through Jesus Christ, right? And so that's what we're here to do is to point people to Jesus. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, what's happening out in Seattle, um, there are people who are uh, building their own cities. Um, and, yeah, that's just kind of sad to see. There was a – I guess there was a street a street preacher in Seattle yeah, who that. invaded the, the city of Chad and uh, they tried to kick him out, and you know he was preaching Jesus. He was, uh, they, they were being violent towards him, but uh, and then eventually he was just kind of sitting there and just holding and just you know. Uh, but I, I don't know if he's one of those wacky street preachers or real. I don't know, but so much for tolerance. Yeah, so much for tolerance. I mean, they don't like him because he's preaching Jesus, uh, whatever. But um, well, thank you everybody for tuning in this week. Uh, this week, we have a special guest. Uh, we have author and pastor, Dr. Matthew Caps, and uh, we are going to be talking about the Hebrews 12-week study guide uh, for um, for groups. Uh, Steve, we're currently doing uh, the Hebrew study. We we're, are. We're yeah. on week five, and that has just been a tremendous blessing oh. uh, just going. I mean, these the studies group- by Crossway are fantastic. They go through every book of the Bible. Mm-hmm. We've done like four or five of them yeah. already. Yeah, knowing, knowing the Bible, those are the the the, the, the study guides. Uh, yeah, we did. The first one we did was Romans, I believe. Right. Yeah, that, that, that was very uh, interesting, I remember. So definitely couldn't avoid a lot of the... A lot of the Roman passages that we uh, tend to, I guess, are want to look over. <laughs> to look over, but you know that's another story. Um, well, I just want to give a shout out to our international audience. I like to do this uh, just so that you guys know that we are listening um, to you guys, and you're listening to us, and uh, we're watching that you guys are listening to us. Uh, again, um, for our Canadian friends, Australian friends united kingdom south africa jamaica cayman islands and that's a that's a first nigeria netherlands again has been coming on strong new zealand philippines and romania and for our u.s listeners thank you very much you guys have been doing really well uh, obvious for laredo audience and our uh, california audience is definitely always strong but um we have a a nice large group of north carolina audience which really? they're going to be very happy to see that they have a carolina native today on so yeah. that would be good so washington georgia tennessee ohio michigan new jersey missouri west virginia virginia indiana louisiana oklahoma south carolina alabama new york maryland new mexico thank you there's so many but i just want to give a shout out thank to them. you all we appreciate it, it <laughs> yeah. means a lot to us yeah we, we we're only here because of you guys and and thank you for listening please don't forget to subscribe to apple android google and stitcher radio and visit our website at bridgeminloredo.org. 
www.thepodcastnetwork.org. Um, we have been just pumping out a lot of new content uh, on social media, which has just been very much of a blessing uh, to the ministry. And again, if God puts it in your heart to give to the ministry, uh, you know, we'll take a dollar. Anything that you give, it all goes to helping out the ministry for sure. Yeah, we appreciate it a lot. So uh, anything that you can do is uh, is much appreciated. And we mm. realize these are very tough, tough times. Time. And yeah. so we're only talking to the people who, you know, have that opportunity. Yeah. So we realize that uh, otherwise it's a ec- very difficult economic situation. It is. So. And, and it's all for the kingdom. Um, and, you know, whatever, uh, whatever you guys want to give. But we understand. And, and, and thank you for listening. Well, Steve, why don't we get this uh, podcast? Let's do it. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Let's do it. Dr. Matthew Cap is senior pastor of Fairview Baptist Church just outside of Raleigh, North Carolina. Matt is an author and contributed to several books and numerous articles. Matt earned his B.A. from the University of North Carolina at Charlotte, a Master's of Divinity with Biblical Language from Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary, and his doctorate in pastoral theology from Gordon-Conwell Theological Seminary. Matt and his wife, Laura, have three children, Solomon, Ruby, Abby. Welcome, Dr. Matthew Capps, to Bridge Radio for the first time. Well, thank you for having me. It's an honor to, to, to be here and to discuss uh, a topic in a book of the Bible that is so dear to me. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, uh, Dr. Capps, I mean, we are currently right now doing the Hebrews uh, 12-week study here at Bridge Ministries, and we're in the—we start we're, the fifth week We're this in week, week five this week. Saturday, yeah, so it's very timely. Um, and it's just been a tremendous blessing to the group, about 17 that we have, that we actually been doing on Zoom call just because mm-hmm. of everything that's going on. And we, if Steve and I were just talking, we, we need to get them on and uh, just let's talk about this and promote yeah. this study. I just think that— uh, a lot of churches and a lot of ministries uh, would be thoroughly blessed by going through this uh, 12-week study on Hebrews. Well, I, I really appreciate those kind words, and that, in many ways that was the aim, is to help people understand the book, and, and hopefully that with the questions and the, the descriptions and exegesis that's in the book is to help people uh, really come to see uh, the, the beauty of Christ in all of Scripture. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm, I'm thoroughly encouraged that you guys that way about the book and it's been beneficial in your study yeah no it has been so uh dr caps just for our uh audience can you just share a little bit about yourself and how god saved you yeah absolutely i uh, had the privilege of growing up in a christian family Uh, both of my parents are strongly involved in their churches and their church and and and, uh, i was i was always around uh, the church grew up in a church where the the, the pastor um, shared the gospel with an evangelistic uh, fervor every Sunday. And at about the age of ten or eleven, um, I, I began to understand my sinfulness, uh, my need for a savior, and, um, and and that's when I repented of my sin and placed my faith in Christ as savior and was baptized soon after. And uh, thankful because of the ministries of that church, I had many people that had invested in me and poured into my life. Uh, and you know, even though I did have a brief period of what I would say would be rebellion or walking away um, just from the, the church and the faith around the end of high school and college, God, in His mercy, uh, brought me back to Himself through various means. Hmm. And um, that's uh, I, I would say my, my my salvation story, just like anyone else's, is all about. His grace and mercy. 
and God has um, really used um, different people and situations and circumstances throughout my life to help me understand His grace, but also to shape me into the um, the vessel of His grace that I am today. Yeah. Um, so very thankful for my, my family and their Christian influence, the churches I've been a part of, and the, and the different um, men and women who are Christians who have um, poured into me and challenged me and, and fed me along the way. Mm. Mm. Yeah. What a blessing that is. I know growing up in a Christian family as well, I took it for granted, uh, I think, until I was well out of college and, and on my own, what a blessing it is to have a Christian family, to have mom and dad who who uh, are believers and who will nurture you in the Lord. So what a yeah. what a privilege that is and something that I think we take for granted, but we can really use those gifts to be a blessing to others in return. So, Yeah, I think a lot of parents um, might need to hear that. You know, they have children that are in high school mm, or in yeah. college and walking away from the ways they've been raised, I would say that, there, there will come a time uh, where the you know the proverb raise a child in the way they should go and they will not depart from the path. There, there will come a time when they will see the value in uh, the Christian background and the Spirit can use that to, to bring um, wayward children back to himself like it did me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's so true. Dr. Caps, can you talk a little bit about uh, how you got interested in Hebrews and uh, ended up writing this, this uh, 12-week study uh, for Crossway? Yeah, that's uh, it's it's a fun story, really. I was a serving as an associate pastor at a church in North Carolina, and in, in the, my first ministry position, and uh, I was teaching a class on Wednesday nights. And as usual, I typically teach through expositions of books or themes within a specific book. And I had never worked through the Book of Hebrews, and I decided I wanted to teach a class at the church on Hebrews, and so I began to um, to teach that class. And I was just thoroughly enjoying um, studying the book of Hebrews and teaching it. And there's just a, a rich uh, theology in the book that, mm-hmm. that ties the Old Testament to the New and yeah. centered on Christ. And I was just finding it very nourishing for my own soul. And uh, about that time, I noticed that Crossway, uh, the publisher of the, the study, uh, was putting out um, uh, these, 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 these studies that we're referencing here, these 12-week Bible studies uh, on different books of the Bible. Now, at this point, I had written articles for a few websites, and um, I never had anything published. And uh, I, I thought one day, well, I'm going to reach out to the editor hmm. uh, of this study. Uh, his name is Dane Ortland. Did not know him at the time. Uh, so somehow I found, I did some digging and found his email uh, and, and emailed him and said, hey, I know this is perhaps crossing the line, or this is not traditionally the way this is done, but I would like a shot at writing the Hebrew study. Hmm. So I know you don't know me. Um, teaching a class on the book right now, I've really enjoyed it. And uh, and very graciously, um, Dane wrote back and said, "Well, how about this? Um, go ahead and draft the first chapter and send it to me, and um, and we'll look at it, and then maybe we can talk." Hmm. So I did. I spent uh, a week or two and just worked on the first chapter. I, I had a, a few of the other studies that had come out already, um, so I knew kind of the format, and I, I wrote the first chapter and sent it to him. Um, and the editorial staff got together and uh, decided to, to take a chance on me. And I, I did have a few friends in in the room who were um, who were employees at, at Crossway at the time who advocated for me. Um, but they, they took a chance on me and said, "Yeah, um, if you want to write it, it's yours." And so signed the contract with them. And wow. it was just a wonderful experience. 
Uh, I think one of the greatest benefits of it for me, um, beyond just writing the study and, and having it be a resource that ministers to people, was the fact that um, J.I. Packer uh, was the, one of the editors. Yeah. And uh, and I know you guys know, but maybe some of the readers don't know who J.I. Packer is. He's really probably one of the most balanced and influential mm. theologians mm. in our time. And um, just a quick side story here. So, uh, after, about a year after the study was published, I was in Chicago for a conference, and I stopped by Crossway uh, Publishers. I had never met Dane Ortland, uh, you know, the, the editor that took the chance on me. I stopped by just to say hey to him and thank him. And in the middle of our conversation, he said, hey, would you like uh, J.I. Packer's handwritten edits on your manuscript? And, uh, you know, for somebody like me that's always admired Packer's work, and, you know, of course, that's yeah. I wanted to think about that question. And so he reached into a file and pulled out uh, the, the printed manuscripts that I had sent them, um, which they had mailed to Packer. Packer doesn't use a computer, so all of his ha- edits were handwritten. Huh. Oh, um, and so it's a treasure I have in my office to write. Wow. It's right above me right now. Um, just to flip through there and see how he um, really sharpened the study and um, punctuated certain things where I, that, 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 that provide emphasis or, yeah. or change certain words to make it stronger and just the whole experience for me was just a blessing, wow. uh, not only for my own spiritual life, but just uh, an encouragement in the ministry as well. Wow, that's wow. great. <laughs> that's a good, that's a great story. And 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 now uh, with every how that happened and just God putting that together, how we are being blessed uh, with just yeah. uh, you doing the study for sure. Um, yeah. Doctor Caps, uh, just for our listeners, can you give some historical uh, background on Hebrews? And tell us who the author is. We want to know who the author is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll tell you this. It's one of the most uh, beautifully written and stylistically published books in the New Testament. Uh, it really is. It is. You, know, you read the commentaries and talk and see what you know, the, the experts and the languages and the theologians, and they say this is a literary masterpiece. Mm. I mean, the, mm. the author is, this master of um, persuasion and yeah. debate, I mean, the way he lays out the case, and that he demonstrates uh, just a profound ability to understand the theology behind the Old Testament and how it connects to Christ. Mm. Uh, it was written in the first century, probably about AD 70, is what most people would argue. And the author does not name himself, and that's why, you know, you guys jokingly <laughs> said, yeah. I mean, the author. I tend to cop out on that one and say that um, there, there's been much conjecture on the identity, and I tend to side with the early theologian, um, the Christian theologian Origen, who said only God knows who He is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that, that that's you know people have said Paul, Apollos, they have said Luke, um, and really the arguments are all over the map. And there's actually a few good books out there, um, uh, perspective and counterpoint books that, that argue who the different authors mm-hmm. might be, but. I think God truly only knows who it is. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Hebrews begins without an introduction. It's, uh, like other New Testament books, they, 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 they begin with an introduction. Hebrews doesn't have that. It does close with a blessing and greetings. But one of the things I really enjoyed about studying this book to write the study is that in, in chapter 13, verse 22, the author sheds light on the form of the book. Mm. Um, he refers to the book as a word of exhortation, which... Um, I think it's written with a pastoral voice and with many practical exhortations, but 
as a word of exhortation. You, you could read the book as a single sermon, hmm. or, or you might say a sermonic discourse. Um, and I think that helps you in your interpretation of the book as well, if you hmm. read this book as a sermon, a long sermon, if you will. Um, because I think, if you look at the, the, the passages perhaps about, uh, about warning Christians about falling away. Yeah. You know, there's lots of debates about whether or not, you know, based on the, the warning passages, can Christians lose their salvation? I think if you read it as a sermon, you'll see that. I mean, any time I get up to preach on a Sunday morning, hmm. I'm warning the congregation hmm. about the, the dangers of, of walking away from the faith or, or, or continuing yeah. in patterns of sin. Um, I'm not questioning. You know, well, let me put it this way: I don't know the hearts of the people in the congregation. Hmm. I'm going to preach as if there's a possibility that some of them are not true believers. Yeah. And I think that helps you understand the warning passages yeah. if you read this. Um, now, the, I would say the author is very familiar with his audience, at least in a, a general sense, because he does say in, in verse 13, or in chapter 13, that he longs to be with them. And, um, you know, the idea of this letter being to the Hebrews, which is the traditional title, um, usually comes with the notion that, it's, that the audience is primarily made up of Jewish Christians who are going to understand the, the, the Old Testament background. Mm-hmm. So I think you can safely assume, here's what you can say, we don't know who the author is, only God knows. Um, it was written about A.D. 70, it was probably a sermon in written form, and, and the audience is a group of Christians who have a strong Jewish background, or at least understand the Old Testament um, because there's lots of allusions and references uh, to that. Yeah. Um, and, and the main point of the book, I would say, is um, if you look at, he says this several times in chapter 3 and chapter 4 and chapter 10, he, he is urging the audience to maintain their confession and their faith. Yeah. And so that, that it's, a, it's an encouraging sermon to, 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 to help these believers maintain their faith and continue on in the faith. Yeah. So I would say if that was, that's the historical background in a, in a nutshell, uh, in my opinion. Wow, that's interesting. I think that insight of it being a in the format of a sermon yeah. um, kind of really changes the whole perspective and in the way that we understand it, especially those passages that, uh, the warning passages that speak against falling away, because it would be something that would be just natural for a, for a pastor to do in a sermon on Sunday morning. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can, as, as someone said, you know, you uh, the generation that assumes the gospel, you know, the next generation will lose mm, the gospel. Yeah, yeah. You always have to be proclaiming the gospel for believers, non-believers, and, and not really knowing uh, where your audience is all the time. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. Going on, can you talk a little bit about uh, how Hebrews reveals the fulfillment of the promises from the Old Testament, how they're seen fulfilled in, uh, in Christ? Yeah, this is what I think is one of the reasons I fell in love with the book of Hebrews. Mm-hmm. I, I think for, for some Christians, um, they, they, they don't understand how to connect the Old and the New Testament. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, let's go back to J.I. Packer. Um, at, at some point, I can't remember where I, he wrote this, but you know, if you think about Scripture itself, you have um, 66 books written over a period of thousands of years by various authors who didn't know each other. And probably wrote with um, not a lot of awareness that their their books would be included in the canon of scripture, um, mm. uh, and somehow in God's divine providence, He He weaves all of these sixty six books into one larger book, yeah. uh, which is become our canon of scripture. Um, and and moreover, they all relate to each other. And how do they relate to each other? 
uh, I would say, in the central motif or figure of Jesus Christ. And, and that's the point of Hebrews. Um, one of the things that the author says over and over and over is that Jesus Christ is better or more or greater. Hmm. That's said over 25 times. Um, and uh, so in many ways, you could say that the, the gravitational center of the book, the, the primary purpose, the theological purpose of the book is to show that, that, that Christ is um, the fulfillment uh, of all the the characters and the institutions of the Old Testament. All the things in the Old Testament point to Christ. Um, in fact, Hebrews contains uh, probably the most direct quotations of the Old Testament of any New Testament book. I think there's about 35 of them. Um, and so with that Old Testament background in mind, the author basically argues that God's glory, his redemptive plan, are finally and most clearly revealed in the person and work of Jesus Christ. Mm. And, and, and what he does to show us that um, is he, he's basically saying, look, that, that Christ, has been demonstrated as greater than the angels, as greater than the priests, as greater than any old covenant institution. He is he is the complete atoning sacrifice. He is the final priest. So all of these things are, are in the Old Testament are mere shadows that point us forward to the hope that's revealed in Jesus Christ. And so, um, really, what this book does is pulls us from the Old Testament to the New Testament, showing how Christ has ushered in this long-awaited uh, new covenant age. So I think if there's a believer out there that has a hard time understanding really the, the relationship between the Old and mm, the New Testament. Yeah. I think a, a good solid study on Hebrews helps um, really um, reveal those things and, and shore that up in your understanding. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, we had uh, we had Dr. David Murray on an episode mm, 127, yeah. 127 on his book, Jesus on Every Page. And he was yes. just hammering away how we just find Christ in the Old Testament just everywhere. Yeah, Dr. Caps, how is Christ's high priesthood an encouragement to us today, as we just talk about? Yeah, yeah, that's that's a great question. You know, if, if you have to understand the Old Testament, in the Old Testament priesthood, or you could say the Mosaic priesthood relating to the law given to Moses, um, a, a Levitical high priest served, in one, in one sense, as the religious head of the people. Mm. Um, but also served as a mediator between God and man. Mm-hmm. Um, so the high priest was the only one permitted to enter into the inner parts of the temple where God um, dwelt. Uh, and he did this, the high priest did this, entered into the, the presence of God to make atonement for his people. Uh, and this happened year after year. Um, now, what the writer of Hebrews does is says that Jesus Christ is the true and greater high priest. And, and so by offering himself as a perfect sacrifice once for all for sin, um, unlike the high priest of the Old Testament has to do it year after year, Jesus does it once for all. Uh, Jesus opens the way for God's people to enter into the fullness of God's presence forever. Um, so while the Levitical high priest, you could say, are temporary, Jesus serves as the permanent and eternal high priest. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think the first thing, here, here's the first encouragement we have, is because of the work of Christ, we are always able to confidently draw near uh, to God um, in His presence, um, and His work is complete and is finished. Um, I've, I've been recently reading a book, um, really by, by the, um, the gentleman Dane Ortland, who edited this study several years ago. He just released a book called Gentle and Lowly, uh, the same publisher, actually. And uh, he has a chapter in that book on. Um, 
the fact that Christ is able to sympathize with us, which is one of the things that the writer of Hebrews argues. And um, he says it's not only that, that Christ can relieve us from our troubles, like a doctor prescribing medicine, it's also that before any relief comes, he is with us in our troubles, like a doctor who has endured the same disease. Mm-hmm. So this is where I think this truth is beautiful. On the one hand, Christ enables us to enter into the presence of God forever. He, he's the mediator, but also he is able to sympathize with us in the sense that he has entered into uh, a world as a fully God, fully man, has experienced the same things we have. And so when we go to Christ and we and we, um, we pray to him as our high priest, and we and we and he intercedes for us. He understands uh, our deepest fears, our deepest concerns. He understands our hearts. Yes. Uh, and so, when the author exhorts the reader here to to draw near to the throne of grace with confidence in order to find mercy, on the one hand, you see that Christ is a mediator who allows us to draw near to the throne. But he also is able to sympathize with us, and he has mercy uh, for us. And therefore, we can speak as Christians to God, honestly, without fear of condemnation. Mm. And we can speak to God, uh, uh, really, and enjoy His love and care for us, because um, because Christ does sympathize with us. Um, so I think what this shows us is that the God of the Bible, Jesus Christ, is not an abstract deity removed from His creation. Uh, we have a personal God who relates to his people and sympathizes with his people. Yeah. Um, you know, Jesus is humanity and able to sympathize with us. Uh, and as our high priest, he is a mediator between us and God. Um, and so uh, I think that you find great comfort in this doctrine, that, that now Jesus stands in the presence of God as our intercessor, but he is also uh, the way that we, we get to God. And, and as our prayers pass through him, if you will, he sympathizes with us and understands our deepest struggles and deepest needs. Yeah. So I think that, that the doctrine of the high priesthood of Christ is really a, um, a comforting doctrine that, that, that shows you God knows who you are, he knows where you are, and he loves you as you are. Mm, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this week, as a matter of fact, we're going to be covering chapter 5, and uh, we're talking about Christ's uh, high priest high priestly uh, status, and uh, chapter 5 begins with, Every high priest chosen from among men is appointed to act on behalf of men in relation to God to offer gifts and sacrifices, and then he can yeah. deal gently with the ignorant and wayward since he himself is beset with weakness. And so we yeah. see that so so uh, beautifully fulfilled in Christ when he mm-hmm. became one of us. In Hebrews chapter 11, why is the biblical record of the saints from the Old Testament so important to us now? Yeah, so when you get to chapter 11 of Hebrews, I mean, this is probably one of the most well-known, famous passages in the book. Um, I, I think it's important first that you look back at chapter 10 uh, to begin with, because in, in, in chapter 10, uh, namely uh, verses 19 through 39, uh, the, the readers received their fourth warning, and the warning is against shrinking back from the faith, mm-hmm. right? So uh, not to not to give up. And, and so uh, when you get to chapter 11 and you have this, this biblical record of the saints, um, you know, faith is described as a persevering hope in the promises of God. Yeah. And um, what the author does is illustrate this idea with the lives of saints, Old Testament, and women who have persevered in the faith. 
um, and have looked forward to the salvation they have in the last day. Mm. They didn't experience all the joys of the salvation in their lives, but they're looking forward to the last day. And so um, I would say that why this is important for us today is that it shows us that faith consists uh, of being persistent in the hope of God's promises and that such persevering faith um, is really focused on the salvation of the last day, which enables you to, in different circumstances, um, to keep your trust grounded in, in God. Mm. Um, most of the people in, mentioned in Hebrews 11 only experienced uh, partial glimpses of what was promised to them by God. Mm. And so all their anticipation was built up on the, the greater future reality of what was to come. Okay. Mm. Uh, one, one, of the, one of the things I love... There's a subtle theme in Hebrews that um, that I try to pick up on uh, in, in, in the dealings with chapter 11. is the idea that, that we as a church, as individual Christians even today, are strangers and exiles. Hmm. Yeah. And um, in the Bible, that word exile is, has the idea of being banished from uh, their native a native place and wandering in a foreign region. You can kind of pick that up. Um, it originates in, in Genesis, really, as, as the human race is exiled out of the Garden of Eden. Uh, the other most notable incident of this is the exile of Israel as they're wandering in the wilderness, right? And they're headed towards the Promised Land. Mm. And so I think one of the subtle themes of Hebrews is the fact that the writer is saying, look, the church is in exile like Israel was in the wilderness, mm. and we're headed to a true and greater Promised Land, which is not... Um, not you know uh, geopolitical uh, Israel, if you will, but but the new heavens and the new earth. Right. Those, those are all things that point towards a greater reality. And, and so um, when when the writer refers to us as, as being strangers and exiles and seeking a better country, that's in eleven, thirteen, and sixteen, he is saying that, that we as a people are uh, on a journey. Um, mm-hmm. We are in an exodus, and we are headed to a greater promised land. And so it's important that as we're in the wilderness of this life, that we don't lose heart, mm. that we keep going, that we, we we focus on the promise of what's ahead of us, even though in the midst of these moments in the desert that may not, may not look like these promises will be filled, we mm. have to have faith, we have to we have to persevere through this life. Yeah. I think that's why that um, the, 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 the record of the saints is so important, because you have this long list of people um, who maintained faith and maintained persevering hope in the midst of some of life's most difficult circumstances. Mm. And it shows you that this is a great cloud of witnesses that we're, we're spoken of. Mm. You know, their, their witness still speaks today in the text and, and encourage us, encourages us along the way as we're on the same journey with them yeah. towards the new heavens and new earth. Wow. Wow. What an encouragement that is to us today. Yeah, especially everything that's going yeah. on today in this in this country, in this world, with just all the, the vision that's just happening and us as Christians just proclaiming the gospel, but just looking forward to yeah. a future kingdom, a uh, future new heaven and new earth where there is no sin and, and we don't have to deal with all, all of this <laughs> stuff. And especially believers in other countries as well yeah. that face so much harder persecution than mm-hmm. we do. Yeah. Especially in China, yeah. I'm just hearing a lot of stuff yeah. just coming out of there. Well, Doctor Caps, that went really fast. <laughs> um, we need to wind down the the podcast. Um, Doctor Caps, Romans ten fourteen says, "How then would they call on him whom they have not believed? And how would they believe in him who have they not heard? And how would they hear without a preacher?" Uh, can you please share the gospel today to our worldwide audience? 
Yeah, absolutely. I'd love nothing more than to do that. Um, you know, the good news of the gospel um, has to start with, you could say, the bad news. Mm-hmm. And I think all of us, if we were to look around at the world around us and look in our own hearts, we realize that something is wrong. And um, the, the biblical narrative is very clear that uh, the biggest issue we face is not outside of us, it's inside of us. Mm-hmm. It's called sin. And sin is rebellion against God, against his um, His sovereign will and his law. Um, and, and, and so this world uh, has been affected by sin. Us as individuals, we have been affected by sin. And, and, and Scripture says that the wages of sin is death. And so um, all of us, whether we like to admit it or not, um, are deserving of eternal death eternal separation from God and justice because of our sinful hearts. The good news of the gospel, though, is that Jesus Christ came uh, and lived the perfect life that none of us could live and died a sacrificial death uh, for us, in fact, in our place. And what uh, Romans 3 says is that Jesus Christ became the propitiation for us, Hmm. which means that he... um, that the wrath of God against all the sin in the world, all the sin that you and I have in our hearts and is expressed in our lives, the wrath of God against all the sin in the world has been poured out on Christ, and Christ consumed it in our place. Hmm. In other words, He took the payment um, and the justice that, that we should have had um, upon Himself. And when He died as a sacrifice, um, He was placed in the grave, and three days later, uh, he rose again, defeating sin and death. Um, so what this calls us to as believers, uh, or as people, maybe you're not a believer and you're listening to me say this, is um, Scripture is very clear. Uh, if you repent of your sin, um, that is, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God, that He died on the cross for your sin and God rose Him from the grave, you will be saved. Uh, so the good news of the Gospel is once you realize that you're a sinner, that you have no hope uh, to earn favor or forgiveness from God, um, that, 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 that should bring you to a place where you recognize your need, and, and, and your need is met in Christ. Christ came and died for your sin, and Scripture says when you repent of your sin to God, when you acknowledge your, your, your sinfulness and, and believe in Christ, that is, trust in Christ, that His work on the cross and the resurrection is sufficient for your salvation, uh, then you will be saved. Hmm. So repent and believe, two sides of the same coin. Yeah. Recognize your sin, confess it and turn from it, uh, believe, trust Jesus Christ as your only hope of salvation, and then uh, you are granted as a gift, by grace, salvation. Amen. Um, and the Spirit of God will indwell you, um, and the Word of God will strengthen you, and the people of God should come alongside of you, as you, as you journey, as we've talked about, as this exile, or this stranger in this land, as you head to the, the new heavens and new earth. And so the gospel is really this wonderful, wonderful good news um, for all of us if, if we mm. repent and believe. Amen. Amen. Well, Dr. Caps, thank you very much for coming on on Bridge Radio. For our listening audience, please go pick up the Knowing the Bible series uh, and the book on Hebrews, a 12-week study by Dr. Matthew Caps. I think your group, if you guys get a Bible study and mm-hmm. do it together, you guys are going to be so blessed. I mean, we're going through it now, 
and it's just been absolutely amazing. Dr. Caps, where can our audience find you if you want to be found? I always say that. Uh, if you're on social media, uh, church, anything. Yeah, um, you can uh, you can find me on social media. Uh, I'm on uh, Twitter. My, my handle there is just Matt Caps uh, at Matt Caps. Um, I'm on Facebook as well and, and Instagram. And um, you know, I currently serve as a pastor of Fairview Baptist Church in Apex, North Carolina. And so, if you want to um, find me there as well, it's just FairviewChurch.org. Um, and like many other churches, we're, we're broadcasting our services and the sermons right now. And um, you know, I, I try to preach um, uh, exegetically through books of the Bible, and so that's my primary mode of operation here. And so, mm. and if, if you find those things encouraging, please feel free. All of that is, is free on our website. So there you go. Uh, if you're ever near the uh, North Carolina area in yeah. Raleigh, please go stop and visit uh, Dr. Matthew Capps uh, Church, Fairview. I'm sure you'll be thoroughly blessed. Well, thank you, uh, Dr. Capps, again for coming on. Um, and and yeah, uh, we'll uh, we'll hopefully you can have us back. You can come back and we can talk maybe of any of your other art- articles or any, yeah, we'd love to have you. Any back books again. that you might have. Uh, um, written we're gonna write <laughs> and yeah. uh yeah. yeah well thank you again. i really appreciate the time uh to be to be a part of the the, the podcast here and I, I pray that you know if 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 your readers do decide to or if you're looking to do decide to go and pick up the book that it'll be um beneficial for them and, and you know i've tried my hardest to, to work through some of the more difficult bits of the theology and, and to make it um really applicable for for everyday life well, I like the fact that it makes you think um, thoroughly yeah. as you're going through it. It's not just a matter of looking up a verse and mm-hmm. writing down an answer. You really have to kind of see how uh, how it all connects together between yeah. the Old Testament and the New Testament and, and how Christ really is the fulfillment of, of everything that's prophesied in the Old as the prophet, priest, and king. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes this week's episode on Hebrews with Dr. Matthew Caps. Steve, what did you uh, think about the episode today? That was super timely. I really appreciate his insights. Um, I think it's going to be a blessing for all of the people that are in our Bible study, at least, I know. Yeah. No, I I mean, just the the ability to just break that down for us and just understand Hebrews. But uh, what are... Our listening audience, what you guys need to do is you guys need to go out and get this book. Get a Bible, get a Bible study together. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go on uh, and purchase the the study. You can purchase it here from Bridgman Laredo. We'll be more than happy to order it for you. And we've got several other studies in this series. If you want to do a different book of the yeah, Bible, they're abs- all really good. Yeah, absolutely. We've done Romans. We've done Genesis, Genesis, Ecclesiastes. So it's a really, really good Bible study. So I encourage our listeners to uh, go out and get the uh, the Bible studies and Knowing, Knowing the Bible series by Crossway. I'm sure you can go to their website as well, probably mm-hmm. purchase this, and just grab a group of, pe- a group of people or people and just go through it. I, I think you guys will be blessed. Yeah. So... Um, again, for our audience, uh, please don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Um, you can check us out there in our latest uh, videos that we have or Bible studies uh, for our local uh, listenership. Again, if you guys have any recommendations on topics, please don't hesitate to reach us here at BridgemanLaredo.org. 
Well, guys, as we always end the show, uh, what is your only comfort in life and in death that I am not my own but belong, body and soul, in life and in death to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ? Amen. To next week, guys. Later. Bye-bye.